Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Podcast Network. It is me. It is me. I am the Midnight Rider. Yes. And this is my co-host. Well, actually, he's the host. I'm the co-host. Um, the big guy, KG. We're putting you into another edition of the Sunday Rise. Ladies and gentlemen, let's make this happen. On you, bro. Hopefully, everybody's feeling good this morning. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, first and foremost, let me apologize for me being under the weather. The last day, my voice is starting to really come back now. Uh, trying to get better, keep it better. But sometimes you got to have somebody in your life to save you from yourself. And I do have that. So a uh, big shout out to my beautiful wife, my lovey, because she let me know this morning that, hey, you're not 15. So, you know, she saved me for myself this morning to let me know, hey, you need to slow down. So I'm uh, I'm all good for that. And today will be a slow day. Um, Secondly, you see what's scrolling at the bottom if you're watching live. Uh, if you're listening to us on the playback on the uh, on one of the streaming apps, uh, which I suppose had went over the other night. Um, you need some bourbon, some whiskey, a good rye. www.buyfortmose.com backslash discount backslash maniacs. Use our discount code right there, which is maniacs. Get yourself something, get $10 off. If you order $130 or more, you're eligible for free shipping. So, um, and speaking of streaming, excuse hmm. me, speaking of streaming, uh, we're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podtail, Ivy FM, Podbean, Player FM, Pod News, iHeart, Radio Public, Rephonic, Castro Podcast App, Pocket Cast, Castbox, Odyssey, of course, IG, Facebook, Twitter, and Google Podcasts. So there's no reason why if you missed the live show, you can't see us on the playback. Then on top of seeing us on the playback, you can hear us if you at work and you know they don't want you watching your phone, you know, while you're on the floor or something like that. Hey, throw an earbud in. You can listen to us on Spotify, baby. So there's no excuse. Um, Midnight Rider, how you feeling? You feeling Yo, good? I'm good, man. Um I thought I was gonna have what you were. What was it last night? Like midday yesterday. Um, I was just like coughing, 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 coughing. I was like, um, because my co-workers have been coughing all week. So I dropped the infamous Marion Berry line that I won't say on the show. Um, so I texted her that. Um, she was like, nah, I ain't coughing, so it's all on you now, bruh. Uh, luckily, probably about an hour after that, I don't know what happened, but it was like it was gone. So, um, we're good to go, you know. All right, well, that's good to hear. Yeah, that I is like good I to, to hear. Put, I had to put the poll on today because I felt like we were going to be educated and talk about football, not be crazy. I'm trying to keep myself calm today. Well, I'm gonna try to be calm as well. Um, of course, we'll get to it, but the weather. Outside is frightful, but for the big guy, KG is old, delightful. Uh, 
but we'll talk about weather and changes to the games that happen. Uh, but we need to talk about the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The Balls BJ joining us in the building. Did not think you were coming, good sir. Good evening or oh, good morning. Hey, good morning to y'all. Mike check, can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, I just sir. got my I, I guess I got my times mixed up. I thought we were doing 1130, and then I looked on Facebook. I said, oh, we live. <laughs> All right, LT. And from Rope out by the stadium, saw the lights on. Oh, we got a game tonight? <laughs> well, how you feeling, brother? Hey, man, doing good. Um, glad to be here this morning with y'all, and uh, we're ready to talk some football, man. We had some interesting games yesterday. Yes, yes, indeed. And one of them is right there on the screen. The Texans win 45 to 14. Um, Joe Flacco, 34, 46, 307, the touchdown, the two picks. CJ Stroud, the Midnight Riders boy, 16 to 21, 274, uh, with three touchdowns. Uh, Singletary gave you 13 carries for 66 yards. Kareem Hunt, eight carries, 26 yards, and a touchdown. Singletary had a touchdown as well. Well, Nico Collins, six catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown. And Joku seven catches, ninety three yards. Um, gentlemen, uh, the Browns came into this game two and a half point favorites on the road, and the over under was forty four and a half. Crazy! I won this outright all the way across the board. I picked the over. I picked the Texans. I got it all. The Midnight Rider picked the over in the Browns. Uh, to be you right now. I should have bet that. But uh we'll start with the midnight ride to finish up with the boss BJ. Um which what, what you fellas think about this? You, is this uh surprising to you? It wasn't surprising. Um I think I think we got another coach star off of the, the limbs of the Shanahan family. Um you know our little cousin Bobby Slovick Jr. um showed off last night with some of the play calling some of the design. And then I think the other thing that happened was, um, you know, we all know the story about Cinderella, how when the, the clock strikes midnight, um, she turns, everything turns into a pumpkin. She loses her glass slipper and uh, she changes. And that's what happened. Joe Flacco last night at some point looked in the mirror and he realized he was Joe Flacco. And he went back to being Joe Flacco through two picks. And I think that changed the dynamics of the ball game because early on it was 17-14. And it looked like we were going to have a barn burner. It looked like it was going to be a shootout all night long, and both offenses were going to take their turns. But turnover happens, and here we are, 45 to 14. Um, and you can't say enough about what this offense has gotten from Nico Collins and Devin Singletary, two guys that are cast-offs, um, guys that probably were somewhere else and did not do any of this where they were in their previous stops. So. Um, it's a testament to the offense and to the design. And I think you're going to hear Slovic's name this week, definitely in interviews, and you may hear him being called the head coach to somebody. B. Yeah, I'm, I'm very surprised by this game. Um, not by the Texans winning, but just by the score and just how the Texans kind of just and – I, and I know the two pick – those are two pick six – Backbreaking interceptions. I mean, the first one was backbreaking, but then the second one was like that's that's the game. 
because the Browns hasn't haven't showed anything other than that first two quarters of offense. A- after that, it was just like they couldn't really move the ball. Uh, the Texans defense kind of tightened up on them. But I was, you know, if, if the Texans had won 45-38, 45-35, I, w- I wouldn't be as surprised. I just, I thought the Browns would put up more of a fight. Um, but, you know, <laughs> the the Texans look really good. And and the, the offensive coordinator that um, the Midnight Rider spoke of, just if you watch that game and just watch the, the play calling and how um, – how those players got open and, you know, just how they, they kind of carved a very good Cleveland Browns defense. That We're not talking about 20th ranked. We're talking about, you know, top tier. We, you got Miles Garrett up there. Um, I forgot the name of the kid. Um, he has a long last name, but he's a beast. J-O-K. Um, yeah, J-O-K. J-O-K. I mean, just – they just <laughs> – and like I say, if you take, you know, if you take those two defensive touchdowns, we're talking about 28-14 is a more manageable game. Um, but, you know, it's 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 a lot of questions for the the Browns moving forward, even, you know, even though they have their quarterback technically of the future. But on the other side, on the flip side, the, the AFC South. And, you know, for me, I'm not the big guy, KG. I'm not going to put everybody in the Hall of Fame. You know, we – you know, we need half the East Coast for KG's Hall of Fame, right? Exactly. When I, when I say, you know, hey, this team may be the future of the division, when I'm talking about the Texans, the Jaguars are in trouble. Like, the Jaguars were the cream of the crop, and you got to take advantage when you're the cream of the crop, kind of like New England did in the AFC East days where there was no formidable foe in that conference, and they, they took advantage of that on the way to – However many, what they won, six Super Bowls, seven, how many were they won? Six. But you, now you had the Texans come in and absolutely smoke the Browns at home, and C.J. Stroud just looks like like money, like that good, fresh-printed money, you know, that, that money going straight to Palestine, that type of money. But the, the Texans are it, man. The Texans are it. Um. <laughs> Who who if the Bills win tomorrow night, the Texans will play Baltimore, right? That's the million dollar question because I can't remember if the NFL does best the highest seed, the lowest, the highest seed, the lowest goes seed. to. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. The so lowest remaining okay. seed goes to the. I'm I'm looking team. at I'm looking at it now. If the Bills win, Kansas City goes to Buffalo, and the Texans okay. go to Baltimore. And that these are going to be some games. These are going to these are going to be some some really good game, Matt. But you know, let me just stop rambling. Just just shout out to the Texans. I I just I love what I saw yesterday. You always love seeing somebody that can turn a program around in a season or two and be relevant. So no, no, he was there for five years, wasn't he? Five years? I don't know if he was. See, I was getting. mm, I'm not even going to do this. Was he there for five years? No, no, no. He could have been there for five years. You can't. You can't. Can't turn the team around in a season. Nah, that's you impossible. can't. That's that's, that's It's not. You gotta. You gotta change the name. You gotta change the owner. You gotta. You know what I'm saying. You gotta. You gotta do. You know. You gotta have a, a build a culture. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta do a whole bunch of stuff. It takes a while to to do things like this. But 
Man, shout out to the Texans, man. Shout out to the Texans. Now do you coach a builder? Now, now, now see, I, I, I was gonna I was gonna say something, but I'm gonna leave it alone. Yes, shout out to D'Amico Ryan's. I'm not gonna say anything to, to diminish what he's accomplished. And him and the and the Texans have accomplished, and they did it in one year, as opposed to four, which is great. Sometimes you can catch lightning in a bottle, and I'm glad that they did because after the the, the, the turmoil that they had to go through with Bill O'Brien, who destroyed a perennial winner, and just to recover from that to get a D'Amico Ryan's to get a CJ Stroud to really roll on. It's, you know, all they got to do is just keep building. So I'm very happy for them. No shade for me. Yes, you can do it in the season. But it seems like everything that's outside of PG County and DC and Ashburn, Virginia can do it in under four years, but can't do it here. But I, that's about to change. So can I just say something? And I, I say this all the time and, you know, it, it's just it just kind of like it's on display last night. You could be, you can have the owl sound as nine hundred page paybook. If you're not calling the plays to the personnel that you have, if you don't understand the personnel that you have, and if you got a weak offensive line, you have to call plays tailored to that. Quick throws, you know, different little things, screens. You you have to tailor your offense to what you have. And I think what we saw last night, Midnight Rider, what, so I, what's, what's the guy's name, the offensive coordinator for the Texans? Bobby Slowick. Bobby Slowick, I think he did a masterful job. I, you know, he looks like he's, you know, definitely up there with my, my, favorite, my favorite coach, Kyle Shanahan. It's just you work with what you got, and you have to understand where your weaknesses are. If you don't understand where your weaknesses are, and you're calling plays, and and you're you're diving right into your weaknesses, it's going to show. And I, I just, it's certain teams out here that understand what they can do, what their limitations are, and they call plays accordingly. And then it's other places, other teams is just like, we're just going to call this play and see if it works. Chicago, yes, yeah, Washington. It's just it's just baffling sometimes looking at certain teams, and it's just like, why do you keep calling this shit if you don't have the personnel to run it? What do you have the personnel to run? And I think that's, you know, it's just you make these guys look like geniuses. And don't get me wrong, the play calling was great last night, but it's just basic common sense. Call what you can do. If you have a weak offensive line, the ball has to get out of there. You can't do – or you have to be in shotgun, or you have to leave extra protection, or you have to shift the protection. You see teams out here that just – they're getting bum-rushed every play, and there's no adjustments. So just a little small rant. No, no, and they did their job last night of moving the pocket, keeping the landing spot clean. But then you also got Stroud, who's a big, strapping young fellow, who stood in there and took a couple hits on a couple throws, um, staring down the, the barrel and – um, it's amazing what quarterbacks get calls in terms of personal fouls when they get hit after they release the pass. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he got blown up twice where, I mean, there's other quarterbacks that if you tackle them too hard to the ground, it's a penalty. 
But the way this kid was getting hit, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you all right, man? I know you got a cold. I know you still recovered. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, yeah, I mean, like I was saying, you know, before BJ got a bad coughing spell, um, it's just one of those things where this kid stood in, throws the ball, throws the ball to a certain window, and his receivers are just there. I mean, this is the same offense, um, because this is Shanahan offense where you know a guy like Jabari Gaffney had a thousand yards receiving one year. So the offense dictates and gets guys open and helps guys, you know, get results. So it's just another version, another iteration. And, but, and, and Cleveland did it some last night too with they kind of remind me of the 2.0 gives where they were moving the pocket for Brunel. They did it a couple of times with Flacco moving the uh moving the pocket um and you know it's just you know i like that you get a different perspective of the field you kind of know where you want to go what you want to set up um and flacco um it was questionable i thought it should have been called he initiated a slide he got blown up he got blown up on that play and there was no call and i just i say to myself as soon as it happened if that was mahomes that would have been a flag possibly an ejection but he initiated his slide usually you know, if it's a it's, if it's a hint of them about the slide, the players ha- pull up, and he that boy spent on top of Flacco. Okay, that's what I thought you were talking about. Yeah, he, he spent on top of Flacco. Wait, wait, wait! Did y'all see the edit of that? Yeah, the electric two. I mean, electric boogaloo two. Oh no, nah, I, I I seen the Booker T joint. Can you dig it, sucker? He did the whole spinning Rooney on top of him. Nah, I got the one where it's like um, the electric boogaloo two. We'll exchange those in the in the chats. Um uh next game. Dolphins versus Chiefs. Uh quick question. <laughs> when we look at this game, can we count the Dolphins as pretenders? Because they 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 didn't show up in this game at all. Um they, uh, what were they? Four and a half point underdogs. We all took the me and uh, Midnight Rider took Casey and the under. Uh, 44 was the over under. Tua Tonga Vailoa seems to be the Achilles heel for this, um, this Miami team the last two weeks. He was 20 and 39, 199, a touchdown, and an interception. Mahomes 23 of 41, 262, and a touchdown. Uh, Mostert eight carries, 33 yards. Pacheco. 24 carries, 89 yards in the touchdown. Tyreek Hill, five catches, 62 yards. And Rache, Rashi Rice, excuse me, eight catches, 130 yards in the touchdown. Same order. Uh, gentlemen, what was your thoughts on this game? And were are the Dolphins, were the Dolphins really just pretenders? Thank you for taking my call. I hang up and listen. Uh, well, caller, um, streaker, 69. Um, thanks for, for the question. Um, we believe that the Dolphins, um, I'm not going to say they're pretenders because they walked into a bad situation. I think this is a pl- game where they end up having instant regret. They're going to regret the fact that they let Buffalo come into their house last week and steal that ball game from them. Uh, 
That way, if they had won that game, they'd been in Miami in warm temperatures and they wouldn't have any issues about the weather outside. I think this was just a byproduct of maybe some poor play calling. And um, I think the other part of it is just they just couldn't handle the, the, the situation. They weren't built for it. And it's not I don't like this whole sliding scale of pretenders, contenders. I mean, they got there. So they deserve to be there for some reason. Um, some way, some way, shape, or form. Uh, I think the problem for them was just they ended up in the wrong situation, in the wrong scenario. And I think sometimes how you make the playoffs and where you end up dictates your success. And their success was, I mean, it was determined they were going to fail because they didn't put themselves in the right situation. BJ, and unfortunately for the Dolphins, they they got they got a couple of issues. Um, and I'll start from three, two, one. The third issue is they they haven't found how to win big games. And Buffalo had this issue. Um, you know, all, all the teams was coming up had this. They haven't found how to beat the big boys. I don't know what their record was against teams against 500, but I don't know if they won a game um, versus teams over 500 or they might have won one. All right? The second thing is the prominent teams in the AFC are all cold-weather teams. That's something else. I think they're 0-11 or something like that, attempts under 40. So you're talking about Kansas City. You're talking about Buffalo. You're talking about Baltimore. You're talking about Cleveland, Pittsburgh, um, the Jets. All of these teams, you know, are cold-weather teams. So that's that's another big problem. They have to figure out how to overcome that. The number one problem I think the Dolphins have going forward is that they have to figure out if Tua can lead this team past a wild card appearance, past second in the division. And as it stands right now, I think that answer is no. I think that Tua kind of is what he is. That's He's at his ceiling. He's at his ceiling. If you watch some of these Dolphin games this year, he's gotten lucky because Tyree Hill – is masterful when it comes to adjusting to the ball. And he's had to do that a lot this year. Um, it's very rare he's hit him, you know, in stride with, with space to spare. So that's – I think that's their number one issue going – I mean, you, you know, you are where you are in a draft. You're not nowhere near where you can solve that issue right now. But I think that is something if you're the general manager of the Dolphins, you have to kind of be like, we might need to move on from this, but right now we have to figure out how to win with it. And it's a, it's a hell of a situation because the way this team is set up, they're in contention for the AFC East. They're not going to be a, a top five, top three draft team unless they make some trades or whatever. So it's just interesting to see. They got a, a lot of things to overcome. You know, um, are they pretenders? You know, I guess, you know, for – for radio talk, yes, because they did get walked down and lost to AFC East when all they had to do was probably win one more game and they would have put Buffalo out of their misery or win the Buffalo game. Um, and it's like when it counted for the Dolphins, they couldn't get it done. And that's that's a big issue. Um, so we will see if uh, what changes they make, what they can do. I know a lot of Dolphins fans are saying, hey, we had a lot of injuries. Well, not on the offensive side of the ball. You had most of your offensive people there. So at least you should have kept up with the the, the Chiefs offensively. The Chiefs 
the Chiefs were used to that call. They came out throwing the ball. The Dolphins, you could tell they did not want to be there at all. You could tell Tua was cold when he first walked on the field. Um, there was a couple people right before, you know, Kansas City was doing it too, that had their hands in that little pouch trying to keep their hands warm. But I noticed Tua was cold. And uh, you, you can't be freezing cold and play a wild card game and win. Uh, shout out to Chef Chris Smith. He says, good talk, my brothers. Uh, he's getting that off of YouTube. And I know on Instagram, when I was on the Instagram, we had um, Walk by Faith. I think it was 1982 um, as it was joining on Instagram. So um, shout out to both of those people. Thank you for watching. Continue to watch. Uh, make sure you hit click like and subscribe on YouTube. Um, or make sure you um, like us on Instagram. That way you can get these. Um, live notifications automatically. Go ahead, KG. Most definitely. <clears throat> All right, next up are the current games that are happening between the day and tomorrow. We got two games a day and two games tomorrow. Suppose I had a triple header today. Uh, we had a conversation about it on Thursday, and we really got into it. BJ was in the, in the comments, myself and the Midnight Rider. Uh, Perry was in the comments. But we'll talk about that game down the road. But it's one game that's been moved due to weather. Uh, first up is the Packers versus the Cowboys. And remember that all lines are brought to you by FanDuel, our official unofficial sponsor of lines for this whole entire season. The Cowboys are seven-point favorites. The over-under is 50-and-a-half. Midnight Ride, I'll start with you. What you got on this one? Um... This is going to be one of those games where I think the offenses are going to show out. Uh, I think Aaron Jones is healthy. So anytime he's in the equation for the Packers, they're a totally different ball club. So by watching this game, you see the Cowboys have their explosive offense, CD Lamb, where they move all over the place. Um, Dak Prescott has played good football. Uh, the storyline, of course, is ex-Packers um, coach Mike McCartney coaching against his, against his former team. I think both offenses are going to shine. I think love is going to show you what love is about. Um, I mean, even though Cowboy fans are going to ask what's love got to do with it, but um, he's going to show you it's not a secondhand emotion. So we're definitely hitting the over on this. Um, and I think the Packers are covered, but unfortunately those damn Cowboys will be able to um, get up tomorrow and say, we them boys. I think the Cowboys win. The Packers cover, and we hit the over. Go ahead, BJ. Oh man, I'm 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 going with the Cowboys today. Um, I, I just I'm not sure about love, and I don't know if we're going to get a, a CJ Stroud type performance, or we're going to get that rookie mistake where he he throws a couple of mistakes, and it opens the game up for the Cowboys. And I think. I think that's more what I'm leaning to. I'm leaning to more towards like a 35-21 Cowboys win, 35-24, where Love makes a mistake, um, you know, that playoff inexperience, you know, and, and goes in and get, kind of gives the Cowboys that game. So I will take the over. I'm going to take the Cowboys to cover. And I'm going to go 35-24 Cowboys. I love it. I love it. And Midnight Ride, let me get this straight. You took the Packers in the over, right? 
No, I took the Packers to cover. Packers to cover. Cowboys to win. Okay. Over. All right. Excuse me. Matt says, uh, sorry, guys. Got on late. Had the grocery shop. Being in Cleveland today and not being a Browns fan is fun. <laughs> I think Dallas is killing them. Hey, I'm with that. I think Dallas wins this one. I'm taking the over. Dallas wins outright. I'm going to say 31-14. And because, not because I don't believe in Jordan Love. You need more points. Huh? You need more oh, points. Shit. I'm sorry. I do. I do. Make it 45-14. That way I got the over guaranteed. There you go. I am so sorry. My math wasn't math in there. Because I was too busy thinking of how to follow up the Midnight Rider because he used a lot of love things. But at the end of this game, I know we're going to say, where is the love? Where is the love? That's what we're going to be looking for. We're going to be looking for that. Shout out to Donnie Hathaway and Roberta Flack. Um, but this is going to be a good game. Dallas is going to ride high for a week more. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. Dallas is going to ride high for a week more. And we're going to hit it. We them boys. Okay. Next up. This is the uh, the Packers-Cowboys, the full 15 game. Uh, the night game is the Rams versus Lions. Uh, Lions are three-point favorites. Over-under is 52 and a half. It's a narrative. and It seems like it's been a narrative in every playoff game so far. Uh, in the Texans game, the Texans did it in the season. They won a division first season with a rookie head coach. Uh, you had Flacco coming off Flacco. the couch. Right. Uh, they drafted Tim Couch in 99, and here we are in 2023-24, and Flacco comes off the couch to deliver them to the uh, to the uh, playoffs. I see um, what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, the other game, uh, Tyreek Hill returns to Kansas City. You had the, the – the, the, what is it? They called it the fourth coldest game in NFL history. Right. Okay, that's your narrative there. And the Packers-Cowboys, you have McCarthy playing against uh, his former team. You also have uh, the Packers as the nemesis of the Cowboys. I think every time they've played recently, the Packers are one. Whether it all goes back to the play where everybody claims that Dez quartered and he didn't. Yes. Um, uh, that wasn't a catch. If you watch football that whole season, that they never called that a catch that whole year. So I was surprised that everybody was so crazy about that. Um, Still crazy about it. Uh, you have the crazy throw from Aaron Rodgers on like fourth and either 16 or fourth and 20 where he hits um, Cook um, throwing across his body. Uh, and then, then they kick the field goal to win it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's been some history and intrigue with these two teams. Um, so that's another great story. Uh, Chef Christmas said, I got Green Bay in the upset. I'm not mad at it. Now, that's what I'm hoping that's going to happen. Because I, I can pull my Stephen A. Smith, put my cowboy hat on, and sit back and laugh. I might even ask the boss BJ for a cigar. But that's I'm hoping that's going to happen. Uh, but this Rams Steelers. I'm sorry, Rams Lions. Stafford comes back to uh, 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 Detroit. That's the narrative for this game. Every game has a narrative. But every game has some type of history as well. Of course, Packers Cowboys, that's a long running uh playoff history. That goes back to the 60s. You know, NFL championship games, then the playoff games in the 90s. You know, it's it's a long running history thing. 
Rams lines. Rams three point favorites over under 52 and a half midnight rider. Take it away. Let me stop babbling. No, it's great conversation, great fodder. And the only way you can follow that up is this is what happens when teams make a good trade. Both teams benefit from the trade. Um, it's not one sided, it's both teams find something, a redeeming quality. And I think one of the most redeeming qualities from this deal is Jared Goff got to Detroit. Everybody thought Jared Goff was just to throw in, I mean, just to make the money work, uh, just to make things make sense. And Goff has played his two best years under offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, a name that if you're a Commanders fan, you've probably heard over and over and over the last two weeks on talk radio uh, because he's one of the people that they're talking about. Um, And from what I've heard, uh, according to my sources, um, that he's probably the leading candidate, especially now after the commanders of NAB, Adam Peters, as their general manager. So this could be interesting if you're a commanders fan, just watching this game, trying to see some of the things he dials up. Um, I know some people have some concerns about Ben Johnson himself because of the talent around that he has in front of him in terms of offensive line, receivers, and everything. Back to this game. Um, again, I think... This is one of the the games where I like both running backs, Kyron Williams, who I bragged about the year before coming into the draft. I don't know the name. We've got Jameer Gibbs. And I think whoever establishes their run game first um, and creates the balance and creates the the opportunity to to run play action off of it is going to be the victor. And with that being said, I think the Lions have a little bit better offensive line and a little bit better talent on the outside. Uh, So I'm going to go with the Lions. I'm going to have them – I'm going to have them go over the three in the 52 and a half. So I see this as like a um, 37-31 type of ball game. That way we can put the women in children's sleep and go look for dinner. B? Yeah, um, you know, I'm, I'm rolling with the Lions. I'm, I'm kind of kind of iffy on that three. I thought the Lions would get a little bit more at home. Versus the Rams, and I know I, I hate that some people had pegged this game as a Matthew Stafford revenge game. It's just like, what revenge does he have on the Lions? He, they had he had a good career there. They did right by him. He went to the Rams and won the Super Bowl. And that's the end. Of, there's no revenge there. They love Matt Stafford. They were rooting for him in the Super Bowl. Um, but you know now you know it's time to to get on the field and play football. And I I believe in the Lions today. I think the Lions are going to cover that. I think that this is going to be one of those deals where um, the Lions blow this game open. So give me the Lions today. Give me Lions today, 38-17. I got to agree with everybody across the board. The comments, uh, speaking of the comments, let's get to those real quick. Um, Matt says, I want the Lions to win afraid. Rams win. Uh, Chef Christmas says uh, Lions all day. I want the Lions to win as well, but I think and I think the Lions do take this. Um, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under. It's not going to be a pretty win by any means. It's going to be slow for the first three quarters, and then all of a sudden the Lions going to hit the gas and they go, they gone. So expect it to be like a. 13 to 10 ball game for a little while and 13 10 Rams. And then all of a sudden it clicks for the Lions. And then next thing you know, 
they bust it open and it's 27 13 final. And I, I'll take the Lions in that one. They do what? Uh, huh? Never mind. Never mind. What I, I say? Nothing. Nothing. What I, I say? Nothing. You didn't say anything. What I do? You didn't do anything. What did okay. I do? What did I do? <laughs> Nothing. I was going to mess with you about something, but I'm going to leave it alone. What did I do? All right. Next up. Uh, this is a game that's very interesting to the boss, BJ. Uh, interesting to me because I was looking forward to capping this off. I think this was supposed to be the night game, wasn't it? Or was it supposed to be the early game? This was the 1 o'clock today. So that's why if you look at all the shows, um, like I'm a big NFL Network person. So NFL Network doesn't start their um, pregame show until 1 o'clock today because this was supposed to be the 1 o'clock game. Mm. And, and, and his, we don't we don't get this game if Miami wins. Right. And we talked about this game on Thursday. And I have my own opinions about said game. I don't like that they moved this game to 430 tomorrow. Um, as I said in our sideline junkies 24-7 group, I reached out to the Midnight Rider, the boss BJ. Um, all the fellas in the group was like, y'all got to be the drivers. Everybody just figure out who you riding with. Let's go up there and clear this parking lot off. Let's clear this stadium off so we can get this game today. Like, I was ready to go last night. Yeah, but the you know, only problem $20 with that, an hour plus free food, I'm with it. Yeah, the only problem with that is we'd have made it to the outskirts of Buffalo and the no travel provision would have kept us from getting into the city. So we'd have been stuck on the highway. Time out. Time out. Yes, yes, we would have. No, no. No, because you know why that wouldn't happen? Why? Because I got one of the greatest professional drivers in my convoy. I don't have to worry about that. That You can't see his face. That man, that box down at the bottom, the boss BJ, he's leading the convoy. I know he's going to clear the way. I've seen this dude. He taught me how to drive in the snow. We okay. good. I understand that. But see, there's a little thing called the mayor and the city ordinances saying that you couldn't travel at this time. So yes, BJ could have. Hey, don't deny the man that he may have been able to, to get us in the Buffalo. All I'm saying is, um, if you saw like Matt, go to Matt's com second comment. Matt is saying like that video shows you is there's a reason they canceled this game, and and this isn't about the the um the world becoming soft. It's not that it's not that commentary. This is this is actually us being responsible. Something that we may not have been good at back in the day um, when, you know, we were sitting in the front seat with no seatbelt on, um, pouring beers for our dads as little kids. <clears throat> I'm just saying, if we would have went up there and helped Bill's Mafia, we could have had that place cleared in at least 10 hours. We would have had it ready and we could have. But here's my thing. This is a question. I thought most new stadiums came with heated grass where you just turn the heat you can turn the heaters on right but buffalo stadium is old that's not but they've done so many re i mean buffalo stadium nah, even it's, with that even with that kg you, i'm sorry go ahead bj no 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 my bad I, I i know i stepped on some toes right there but nah they they don't they don't have that um and you know i was trying to let y'all finish but it just just reiterates what i was saying about the new stadium i just don't understand why they're not building a retractable, they don't have to have a dome, but a retractable roof. Because e even with the new stadium, you're still going to have these issues. 
um, where you're going to have these late December, January, and you're going to have issues with the lake effect snow. And here, here's the other thing that, that, that nobody's talked about. Let's put Buffalo at a disadvantage. Even if they go in and handle business and beat Pittsburgh like you know everybody thinks they are, they're on, they're on short rest. They might play Saturday. They might, you know what I'm saying? If they play Saturday, you just played Monday. Yes, you don't have to go anywhere. You're home. But now you got to prepare for another game at home. And this isn't the 90s Buffalo Bills team. This, this weather puts this Buffalo Bills team at a disadvantage because they are a pass-first team. Now, with that being said, over the last two months, they've shown you that now they have this power run element with James Cook. And, the, uh, and now they got Leonard Fournette, and then you know they do the pitch with Josh Allen. They can run it down your throat, so it, and they're balancing it out a little bit. But I just don't get, and I almost think it's a conspiracy theory why this team is not building a retractable roof stadium. Just like I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it because they have too many fans um, that would fall in line with KG and be like, "Stop being soft. Um, we Buffalo." We built for this weather. This is what we do. I don't know why you trying to put us inside or indoors. We've been doing this since 1963. I remember when OJ and the offensive line rushed for 2,000 yards in 1974. Like you're gonna hear all that stuff. Are you on mute? Oh, that that was that was petty, and I shouldn't have said it. So I'm glad I was on mute. What'd you say, man? Because you 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 started talking and and it's you know I'm I'm anyway Buffalo right, Stadium so Buffalo Stadium is not older than Lambo. Lambo has a heated field. They have heating coils in their field, and they've had heating coils in their field since. Lombardi, because Lombardi had them put in, and they've upgraded them over the years. That's not an excuse. The technology's been there, and if they, I, I think if they would have been there now, see the thing, the problem with that is you have to constantly have it on, or it's going to turn into a sheet of ice. But I seen that I, I get what Matt's saying. I seen the the, the 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 snow, and what was that? A couple of years ago, they had the same thing happen. I don't think it was as much snow, but it was pretty bad storm that came through. It's, I think it's when the Nor'easter came through and we, we got like almost 10, 11 feet of snow. And they cleared that stadium off, the seats, everything. They cleared it off in like a day. Yeah, it's cold, but I mean, it's wintertime. Like, what the fuck do you want? Anyway, Buffalo's 10-point favorites over under 37 and a half. Uh, Boss BJ, this is your boy's. Uh, you want to pick oh, the winner? I go first. So I go first, not him. Come on. <laughs> God. So, so in this game, um, still isn't without TJ Watt. Um, but I think Nick Harbig and um, Alex Highsmith do enough in his absence to make this um, at least interesting. So I'm going to give him a chance with Rudolph. He may not be able to um, guide the slate all the way tonight, but I think he's going to make some damage and, and kind of solidify himself as a potential option for Pittsburgh going forward. And I'm not saying as their starter, but at least sticking around as their backup for a long term. 
um, or at least as long as Tomlin's there. In terms of the game itself, I think Buffalo wins. I think it depends on just how much Buffalo wants to win by. Um, I think this can get out of hand quickly um, just because this just fits Buffalo. I think if they just let Cook and let Fournette do their thing, I think they dominate this one. I actually see this more like a 31. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take Buffalo. So I'm gonna go Buffalo. I think it's gonna be 31 to 10. So I think Buffalo covers. And if you move match coming, I forgot what the um over on I think it was 37 and a half. So I would get the over on that. You know, here's the thing. You know, it's it's time to go four and oh. And what you did in the regular season doesn't matter. It's, it's playoff football, wild card weekend, you're at home. We already know that that stadium is going to be a madhouse. Pittsburgh is not going to be able to hear anything. Um, but, you know, I got, you know, Gabe Davis is out. And it's going to be interesting for the Bills. You know, we, we, we know that the, 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 the field is going to be clear for them to pass the ball if they want. Now, Khalil Shakir, this is this is a this is a game where you got to see what you got with him. You, I mean, you have to because it's wild card. You need people to step up, but it's a big question mark on Gabe Davis going into uh, when it's time to resign him. Do you want to keep him because he hasn't produced what you need him to produce as a number two receiver? Um, Tyler Rapp, Taylor Rapp is out. Uh, he closed the game against Miami. Uh, last week with the interception he's out um so you got two you know two guys that don't contribute that are out um but i think that buffalo is going to do enough but i think they're gonna they still haven't got me to the point where they're not tripping over themselves and letting teams stay in the game so i think pittsburgh covers um and i think this is going to be like a 28 20 type of game um, where, you know, I think it's going to be Buffalo in control when Pittsburgh scores late to, to cover the spread type thing. Uh, but give me 28-20 Buffalo. Once they clear the snow and stuff, you're not going to – unless it's – I don't think it's supposed to snow or do anything Monday. Um, I won't be able to watch the game, unfortunately. I'll be at work, so I'll be checking on the updates. But, yeah, give me 28-20 Buffalo and uh, Bills win. Uh-oh, what happened? I think we lost the big guy. We lost. There you go. Oh, there you go. He playing games. Yeah. I think he got he upset about games. the um, black and white comments. <laughs> Sorry, fellas. I'm back. Uh, I don't know what's going on in this side of town, but the wind just picked up really, really well. And we just had a transformer blow. Oh. So. Was it up? Never mind. I'm not going to say that. Low hanging fruit, bad joke. No, nope, nope. we, we we're not even gonna do it. But uh, I'm going. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be quick about this. Uh, I'm gonna take the Bills in this one, and the Bills are gonna win big. I'm taking the Bills thirty-one to six. No, no, no doubt about it. Thirty-one six. Um. Josh Allen shows why he does Josh Allen things. Only thing that I'm hoping that I see in this game, and I said something to the boss BJ about it the other night. I want to see somebody pay. I want to see the linebacking court pay tribute to 
the 90s linebackers, Daryl Talley, Cornelius Bennett, and those guys, put on some Spider-Man thermals and wreak havoc. You got to put the Spider-Man thermals on, the red and, uh, the red and blue ones. Speak, speaking, speak, speaking as a Buffalo Bill fan, I don't want this team to pay homage to anything 90s. Okay? I'm, uh, the 90s for me are in the toilet. Flush it. Let it go. I don't want to see anything. I don't want to see the 90s uniforms. Nothing. I want them to go on the field as the 2023, 20, 24 Bills. Don't pay homage to anybody. Because we know how that jujitsu works. Right? No, sir. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, you know what? I get where you're coming from. And I, I can't argue with it. So I get where you're coming from. Uh, but I just want to see the Bills run off this these four straight wins. You know, win the day, one down, three to go. That's it. That's it, and that's all. And and one more thing. That's an interesting comment. Can we get the mask comment? Can you pull it up there? <laughs> Transformers more than meets the eye. That they are. Go ahead, B. I'm sorry. I forgot what I was going to say. I just had a, a one of those moments. Oh, okay. Now I know what I was going to say. Whether you like the Buffalo Bills or not, and I'm not saying this because it's, you know I'm a lifelong fan, it's only how many teams you think that can run the table and actually went beat every other team in here. I think Buffalo is one of those teams. San Francisco is one of those teams. If Baltimore plays the way they play, they can do it. Um, they just got to go 3-0. But I just think that it's a – I don't – I don't really have faith in Kansas City because guess what? If Buffalo wins this game, guess what Patrick Mahomes has to do? He has to come to Highmark Stadium. The cold ain't the factor, but he's not – we're not an arrowhead. You know, so that's going to be uh, – you know, and everybody's, you know, over the last couple of years, everybody's going to be excited for the Buffalo-Kansas City matchup, and that's a demon that Buffalo has to exercise to beat Kansas City when it counts in the playoffs so it's gonna be an interesting week uh interesting next two days and interesting week and i'm gonna say this for every win that buffalo gets we we, we got we got to do something the game ball got to come to boss bj then when they go to the super bowl and uh, you know i'm gonna look like a genius so me looking like a genius you know, we got to do something special for the boss, BJ. We got to take him out, have him in the atmosphere so when he gets that Super Bowl win, he can breathe that sigh of relief. And then, you know, we need to make plans to take him to the parade. That's that's how I'm feeling right now. That's how I feel about this Buffalo team. They are on their way. And I, I, I love them for it. I'm living vicariously through them, so. Uh, <laughs> next up, a team that I was living vicariously through. <laughs> was uh the Philadelphia Eagles, but they've dropped off the face of the earth. They uh visit the Bucks. Now the Eagles were the number one team in the league at one point in time. Now they are in the wild card round. Two and a half point favorites over under 42 and a half in Tampa Bay. Uh Baker Mayfield versus Jalen Hurts. Um do we have a narrative for this game, uh Midnight Rider? Well this is the place where um Jalen Hurts went and failed um two years ago. Playing against the Tom Brady led um, Tampa Bay Bucks. This is the game that everybody left out of this ball game, questioning whether or not Jalen Hurts was legitimately the number one quarterback 
or the future quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, which led the narrative for the following season. This wrote his script, and this is what he had to overcome. The other narrative is this, is Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has bounced all around the league um, since making those great progressive commercials um, in Cleveland. And since then, he's went gone to what? Carolina, St. Louis, and now he's in Tampa Bay. And what he's done in Tampa Bay this season, I think you need to get um, – I forget their their offensive coordinator. I think his name is Cornelius. Um, I think he needs to get some, be in some conversations because we had a team that nobody thought was going to do anything. Now, luckily for them, they play in one of the worst divisions in football. So they got here based on that. And then it doesn't hurt to have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin um, on your team as well and a, and a solid defense. And that's all that's happening. But in the narrative, I think the Eagles finally find themselves some get right. Um, I think they win this because I think Baker's banged up. Um, I just don't see enough from the Bucks. I think the Bucks just one of those teams that benefited from having the teams on the schedule that they had. Um, and if they played any other schedule in any other division, they wouldn't be eight and eight or nine eight nine and eight in division champs. So I take the Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles to cover, but I think we're going to be at the under. I think we're going to be under the 42 and a half. So I think it's going to be real close to like a 24-17 type of game here we go this is another team in the philadelphia eagles that kind of was slipping and sliding towards the end of the season and for me i told you i thought buffalo exposed them six weeks ago and they've never been right since that game so they won that game they have not been right i'm taking the buccaneers today i'm taking the buccaneers Ooh. i think it's we i think we're looking at 27 24 24 20. i think the eagles well they're missing aj brown today i believe right no yep. aj brown i think they do enough to shoot themselves in the foot i don't think it's going to be anything special the buccaneers do even though if baker mayfield came out and just had a hell of a game with the receiving core he has i wouldn't be surprised but i think the eagles are going to shoot themselves in the foot and give this game to the Buccaneers. Give me the Bucks to cover, and that'll be over the point spread. All right. Matt says, how great is it going to be when Baker Mayfield leads the Bucks to a W Cleveland is sitting at home? I agree with that. That is going to make my Monday. Because I'm letting you know the second I get to work, 92.3, Ken Carmen, Anthony Lama, I'm going to be there listening. So all the Baker heads... Uh, I don't know what they're called. They're not the Bake Pack, um, but if they had a nickname for all the Baker fans, uh, I can't wait. I think they called them the Baker Hive. I can't wait to hear this. That would make my weekend. Uh, if you, Balls BJ, I know you probably remember this. A couple years ago, I was hyped up on the Baker Mayfield Cleveland train. And I, when I say I was on them, I was on them. You know, hey, this team's going to the Super Bowl. They got it on the cusp and whoop-de-whoop and yada, yada, and they never fucking paid out. Well, that's that's because back then, um, the guy that we talk about a lot, David Njoku, um, was heavily invested in the Jane part of his um, abilities. And he wasn't playing like this guy that's played with Joe Flacco. If you're giving Baker Mayfield this version of David Njoku, He's still be in Cleveland 
we still have great progressive commercials, but instead we don't. Um, so yeah. And the question, I mean, I know I said it before, but I wonder what David and Joku you're gonna get going forward. Agreed. Uh I, I love how the boss BJ took the bucks in this game. I want to follow him so bad, but I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to say. He taught you to drive in the snow. Yeah. I'm going to say, huh? I'm going to say Bucks cover. It's going to be a close game. Give it to me. It's going to be, give me the Eagles in the over, but Bucks cover. Uh, 31-30. Oh. Last second field goal by the Eagles to win it. Spicy. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm not feeling too great about it, but eh, it is what it is. Uh. Next up, we got a Wizards fan on. on um. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. What? What happened? We don't do any bold picks or safe bets. Oh, I mean, okay, let's do it. Yeah, we're not, we're not. It's okay. I just, I thought that was, yeah, but we're not. We're good. I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry. Bold predictions. Bold predictions. I am well, so. Since I started this mess, I'll go ahead. I got um both quarterbacks: Cowboys Prescott, Packers Love, three fifty, three touchdowns each. Um. I think Jalen Reed for the Packers gets two. And I think um, CeeDee Lamb gets three for the Cowboys. You know what? I'm leaning towards Baker. Yeah, I'm, le- huh? I'm, leaning towards, I'm leaning towards Baker Mayfield. Give me 303 for Baker. Ooh. Uh, I don't know what that means, but it sounds provocative. Gets the people going. Yes, indeed. Um, I'm sitting. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a little distracted because I'm sitting out here looking out my window in my living room, and I have snow flurries flying around. All right. Um, since I got everybody here, uh, I mean, we could pick a place to meet up. Anybody want to play football? That's all I'm asking. Yeah, I, I'm about to watch some football, but I ain't playing none. Come on, man! It's snowing. It's the t- I don't never want to come outside. Y'all want punishment or something? Well, you can call it that. I know, I'm, I'm on punishment. I know these two shoulders and this knee. I can barely stand up right now. You talking about play some football? I'm on punishment. Forty hours a week. <laughs> well, look. Shoot, get me a headset. I'll signal in the place. That's about as close to the field I'm getting. Come on, y'all killing me, man. Anyway, bold prediction. Uh, you get 150 from Tony Pollard today. 300 plus from Dak Prescott, four touchdowns. Mm. Uh, next up, safe bets. Safe bet is um, Josh Allen with a rushing and um, passing touchdown. Hmm, safe bet. That's a good one. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I mean, we, it's wild card weekend. We ain't doing no safe bets. Um, all right, let's go bold again. If I have to go bold, I say Mason Rudolph 250 and two. 
Uh, if I gotta go safe, hmm. Josh Allen over 100 yards rushing. Mm. Um, hold on, got a comment here. <laughs> my safe bet. This is what Matt said. My safe bet is Cleveland radio, radio talk radio will be must listen tomorrow. I agree with that. I, I might. I, I might even have to mess around with that. Um, it's on the Odyssey app. That's all I'm gonna say. Quickly, uh, the Wizards acquire um, Marvin Bagley and a couple of other players from uh, the Pistons. Uh, Knee-jerk reaction. It doesn't make the Pistons better, and it doesn't make the Wizards better, fellas. I think this is a, a space trade. Like they know the Wizards know Danilo Gallinari isn't really going to isn't a fit for them. Um, because the second that Daniel Gafford off the, is off the court, every team's big man gets to have a field day, and it's like homecoming. So Bagley is just there to just be Doritos insurance. Doritos insurance. Balls. Oh, I'm sorry. You remember I called Gafford a bag of Doritos in that trade back in the day? Yeah. 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 I, I just I think this is one of those things. This is the this is the Wizards. This is what they have to do. Because Bagley is a former what two, two overall? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and this is third team, ain't it? And, and it's it's just one of them things where this is the only way as Wizards you can get talent like that is to get somebody that's struggling and maybe hopefully they get a change of scenery and get a spark. And, you know, this is what the Wizards have to do because they're bad, they're a bad franchise. Um, just like, you know, the, the whole Jordan pool thing It's just like you, you rolling the dice, you're hoping that, um, you know, he brings championship experience and the leadership from the golden state warriors. And that definitely isn't the case uh, from what we saw from him. So I just, when I saw it, I just looked and it just like I looked and I was like, "What was I doing?" I think I was cleaning my sink. Let me finish cleaning my sink. It's just one of them things. This is just wizards, being the wizards. All right. Uh, quickly, sticking with basketball. Um, the other night, night before last, uh, the Chicago Bulls honored entrance to their Ring of Honor. Uh, the '96 Bulls, greatest team ever. Uh, Bob Love, Phil Jackson, you know, they raising people that deserve it, banners to the Raptors. And when they got to Jerry Krause, the crowd boo, and his widow, Miss Thelma Krause, was there. The look on her face when they boo Jerry Krause was heartbreaking. Um, For whatever you feel about Jerry Krause, for how the dynasty was ended and his hand in it. I understand it, but this was a night of celebration. We weren't celebrating how it ended. We were celebrating. We were supposed to celebrate that it happened. And as a Chicago Bulls fan, I am disgusted. I am upset. And I am ashamed that a fan base would do something like that and ruin a special night that was already kind of tainted and you made it even worse. So I'm, 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 I don't feel that that was appropriate for the time. And I'm sorry she had to go through that. I'm sorry she had to experience that. And, you know, people coming out, well, we didn't boo her. Doesn't matter. 
You made it and boo her, but you booed her husband on a night that he was being honored. If you you knew he was going, they announced all the inductees. You knew he was going in. That wasn't necessary. I mean, I'm not a Chicago fan, but I think most people view Krause as the person that messed it up and why they couldn't have more Jordan years, more time, and more titles. So I understand the booing, but what she really should have done was got up. Um, they should have put the Denzel scene from Training Day. Like, I'm putting cases on all you bitches. Um, shoe program, 24-hour lockdown, all that. Like, she should have gone off. And then she should have just thrown up the double guns and walked out of there. Brian Cox style. Yeah. But yeah. it shouldn't have came. No, I mean, I, I think it was sad because it shows you that sometimes people don't have enough clarity in their fandom to separate the two. Like, this isn't a moment where you get to express your discontent for him. Uh, because without him, you don't get the six titles. My point. He does engineer the, the Pippen trade. So, like, you got to have some respect for what the man did and, and how he placed you in history. He also engineered the Rodman trade. To, he, he traded pieces to get Rodman and Hayden. I'm kind of. I, I'm definitely on the very opposite end of this spectrum. And I just think society is just, as a whole, is just soft as a motherfucker. If I pay my hard-earned money as a fan, I'm going to boo what the hell I want to boo. Okay? Here's where the Bulls organization dropped the ball. They know the fan base doesn't like Krauss. They know this. They You should have already been anticipating that reaction, so you shouldn't have had it out there. But you're not going to tell me, as a fan that pays money, now as long as I'm respectful, booze are booze. Booze aren't disrespectful. We're not getting physical. I'm not throwing batteries. I got a right to boo. And Jerry Krause deserves to be booed. Yes, he instrumented Pippen Trade and Robin Trade. Great. But you, for the fans... We all, and it's not just sports. You only remember by the last bad thing you did. And you can do 20 good things. The last really bad thing you did, that's what people remember you by. He broke up a dynasty, a chance for that team to maybe win one or two more titles. That team should have ended on their their watch when it's like Mike said, hey, I'm done with this. I can walk away now. And it didn't happen that way because of an ego. So, he absolutely deserved to be booed. Hopefully that shook the grave a little bit. And I just I don't I don't get why people feel like you can't express yourself. This is sports we're supposed to be. We express ourselves when we put our jerseys on, hats, lead a house. You already know if you you walk outside with a commander's jersey on, you come across a cowboy fans, y'all gonna have words, whether you know, it's in fun. You get a good Cowboys fan, good Commander fan, just in fun. Y'all talking shit to each other. And then, you know, we've we seen it go left where, you know, it, it gets serious. And, you know, some some F-bombs are throwing this, that, and the other. But this is sports. You got a right to boo your team at halftime. They ain't putting in the effort. And they're down by 20. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 it's your kid's first game. You know what I'm saying? Because, actually, we could be home watching it on – 1080p or, or or 4k don't have to be there we don't have to spend this money so remember that when you're complaining about the fans booing jerry Krause, 
if nobody paid money to see the tickets, that team wouldn't be in business. Now, see, I could sit here and argue with you all day long. I, I get what you're saying. Did Jerry deserve it yet? Was he made to look worse when it came down to uh, his legacy? After the last dance, he was made to look way worse than what he was. A lot of, of things. Course, of course he was. That The last dance is Jordan show. Yes. That was, that was a Jordan pat on the back, praise, lift up, over the clouds. You know, couldn't do any wrong. But like, like, like you, you have to. We all know it's all different level of fandom, and you know everybody deciphers things on their level. But here's the thing: if you go, if you go to a Commanders Cowboys game next year, and the Commanders stink up the joint, they're down forty-two nothing a half. What's going to happen when they're walking to the locker room? They're getting booed. Yeah. That is that is we're expressing our displeasure in this product that we paid for. You can never tell. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care if his grandkids was out there. Your grand and it, this is part of the problem with society. Nobody wants to tell anybody the truth. Everybody wants to dance around like nothing's wrong. You're afraid to uh, approach people and tell people the truth about themselves, and they go on like they don't smell like shit. So no, I, I, you know, I get what you're saying, but I, I don't have any problem with them booing that name and that picture because that's what they paid for. Gotcha. I'm, I'm look. We can go on to the cows come home, but we up against it, so it's time to wrap this shit up, B. Oh, before we even wrap it up, I forgot. What y'all eating today? Yo, what are you doing today? I'm, I'm off today. Like, come on, man, don't do me like that. What are we doing here? Wanted, oh man, what are we doing here? I'll, I'll be at work, so I'll be eating uh, whatever comes by my way. Um, so nothing special today for me, yeah. So yesterday we ended up making the chili yesterday. Um, so I got some leftover chili, I may have to go out and get some rice or something else to go with it. Um, but we got that, and then we may have an outside option. Cause I picked up some drumsticks from Safeway on the cheap, um, I, so I know they gotta get cooked like today or tomorrow. Cause them ain't that they they, they mm -mm. the sales price tells me that ain't something you gotta leave sit. You can leave sitting around the house if you know what I mean. I know exactly. You, hey, that sales for the on what the sales price is. You calling? The house, hey, turn up, turn the stove on. <laughs> Yo, I might just cook them now and just get it over with, dog. <laughs> Been there. They went from like eight bucks to to like three. Yeah. Yeah, That's we got to clean up. Yeah, them, them corn dogs saw state trooper. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm I'm trying to, depending on the power situation, uh, I was supposed to cook a. Texas barbecue dry rub boneless pork loin with uh, baked potato. And I hadn't decided on the greens yet. I want some asparagus, but I may just settle for some broccoli. And then I'll find something sweet. Might get in the kitchen and make a cake with the wife. Uh, Matt says rotisserie chicken, au gratin potatoes, and crispy Brussels. That sounds good. That sounds real good. 
really, really good. Um, now it's time to wrap that shit up, B. Uh, we've been. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and start teasing it now. Come Saturday, the WrestleManiacs will return for 2024. It's been a real busy couple of weeks, but the return will come in 2024 on Saturday. So, Pete, please look out for that. We got a super show coming because we got to do picks. So that means the title's on the line once again. Uh, hopefully, I can get back what's rightfully mine so I can win on every show. But that's different. Um, fellas, you got any parting words before we go? I got Peacock, baby. I don't know what that means. Um, but because of last night's game, as you all know, your boy had to go ahead and post up and order Peacock. I guess I'm going to keep it around because um, I at least get WWE access. And it's that time of year since football is gone. I'll probably pay more attention to the, the pay-per-views than I normally do. So, um, yeah, I got Peacock, baby. I will give Peacock one thing. They're out. Smooth streams way better than that piece of shit ass Paramount. I'll give them that. But I think it was a complete abomination that you had to watch that game on a streaming service. So, and it, 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 I guess you could have justified it if it was a really good game, but that game, Kansas City, once they, they score, I don't think anybody felt like the Dolphins were coming back. So, but it was, it's a good, clean app. If you, if you, you have the Paramount app, you know what I'm talking about. But I think I'm gonna watch Ted today before the other game start because there's like some Ted pre prequel type of deal that they yeah, got I going on. I saw the advertisements for that. Yeah, so I and and it looks like you know all the major factors like McFarland's involved. So I think I'm gonna give that a look. Uh, that might be my one o'clock TV watching. So I'm OD on pregame shows. Well, uh, I got to figure out my next move. But uh, if you would say something, I would I would let you know Peacock was where it's, where it's at. Uh, Peacock is better than Amazon Prime. It's better than Paramount. Peacock's the best streaming service out there. Hey, who has um, the Coach Prime docuseries? I don't know. I, is that Amazon the, Prime? You're watching my boy. If, oh. if, if Peacock ain't got Prime... Then I don't care. What's you need to get ESPN Plus too? No, I don't need ESPN Plus. Shoot. I got Amazon Prime. So when I want to watch Coach Prime, and I like the way they did that. I'm good. Yeah, but Amazon, uh, um, Amazon Prime ain't got ESPN thirty for thirty. I don't. That's you. I don't need to see every backstory from from like the 1800s and and in 1970s and the 1930s. Didn't you post some stuff the other day? About how the Jets, how the New York Titans became the Jets? Yeah, when Sonny Werblin bought them. They that, is, that, is such, that is the most KG post of KG post ever. They want to bring a bankruptcy and Sonny Werblin bought them. And he turned them into a powerhouse. That's my guy. I love you for being you. Unapologetically. Paid name is $400,000. Okay. Matt says uh, ESPN Plus equals hockey for me. See, ESPN Plus got everything. And I can watch UFC. I can watch soccer. I can watch all that on ESPN Plus. 
So, for the Balls BJ, the Midnight Rider, I'm the big guy, KG. We got to get up out of here. Y'all enjoy this day of football. Two days of football. Uh, don't forget about this right here. Greatest MVP, MVP race of all time in the NBA. Just got to throw that out there every once in a while, let y'all know. But so you want to put your, um, your jumper cables on the transmitter to try to get it charged back up? Man, I'm about to go out here and locate this joint. Like, look, all y'all got to do is stump this, and here's the fault right here. But it looked like it was one of the ones on the pole, so. Whoa. We won't, mm -mm. We're not touching that. Okay. I mean, it's industry lingo. I've, I've done this for years. Right, because you're talking about you on poles. I got you. I didn't say I was on a pole. I said the Transformers on a pole. Okay. I'm, 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 wow. That don't, <laughs> let's get out of here. Let's go home, man. Let's go home. Let's go home. Thank you, V Williams. Appreciate that. Uh, until Tuesday, we out of here, y'all. We don't do no overtime. We are out of, uh oh, we are out of here.